Happy New Year! Happy New Year! I'm Big Nakrumah. And I'm AudioNerd64. And we are your gamer friends. Why did you say it like that? <laughs> because this time, someone else is singing the introduction for us. They wow. are your gamer friends. Gamer friends. <laughs> <laughs> feel, feel free to clip that and use that if, if you want, guys. It's uh, it's all good. Anyways, let's get into it. What a beautiful rendition. Beautiful. Thank you so much. To our friends, our gamer friends at Player Two has hinted the podcast. We appreciate you. I want to jump right in. We have a lot to discuss. We do. We do. This is our annual Game of the Year episode. Games of the Year. More than one game. And more than one year, really. Yeah. <laughs> a few years ago. We've been doing this for a little bit now. We have. A, a, a number of years, number- <laughs> plural. Multiple years. We instituted, at some point, the inaugural Too Much to Play Award. We did. I think this is the third one. Yes. I think this is the third one. This is the third one. And it's really just our way to acknowledge games that we played in 2021 that we did not play in the year that they came out. These are games that did not come out in 2021. And for whatever reason, we didn't play them, and they're exceptional. Not whatever reason. It's because there's... Too much to play. That's true. <laughs> That's true. That's it's in the name. It's the best of the things that we decided were not going to be good enough to play immediately, or we're ignorant or, of. Ignorant of. We discovered like That's true. my choice was a, was a new discovery. That's true. You it, know, it really did change your life. I oh my, I'm embarrassed by it to this day. Hmm. Well, why don't you share with us what's so embarrassing? What's so embarrassing is that my too-much-to-play game of the year goes to Planet Zoo. Mm. When did it even come out? I don't even know. Many years ago. Many years ago. (laughs) And unfortunately, you know, I have you to thank for that. As we all know, sim games aren't really my vibe. But you know, it's like a good book. Once you find the genre that you like... It's all downhill from there. You love reading. Yeah. I was not really into it. And then it's, I think it scratched the itch that Jurassic Park evolution left, mm-hmm. you know? And as, you know, I've said before, I was talking a lot about like being like, oh, like, do I want to play Jurassic Evolution too? Because it doesn't have like as much customization and like, you know, I can't do blah, blah, blah. And you're like, try Planet Zoo, you loser. And I did. <laughs> And I really like it. It's good. The career mode is really good. It walks you through everything pretty well. And it's like nice to be able to fuck up in that space because I do it a lot. Bite mm-hmm. off a little bit more than I can chew. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, it's a little embarrassing because I, I was talking about it with some coworkers and I essentially was like, look, these games are essentially Excel spreadsheets. Brought to life. Brought to life. And. Very fun. It, it, it is, but it also makes it sound like I think Excel is fun. And for some people, Excel is fun. Uh-huh. And for me, the only way Excel would be fun is if you put a zoo simulator on top of it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, teach their own. Which they did. They, they did which they it. did. And they did it. It's, it's very well done. It's like, to me, it's way more... I like that it's really more customizable than Jurassic World Evolution. Not to just do like a strict comparison, but 
it's also like not inaccessibly difficult. Like I tried City Skylines and I'm like, this game doesn't make any sense to me. You didn't like it. And no- yeah, I mean, it makes sense, but like nothing that I did looked good. You need to be deep into mods in order to make anything look good. Even just like functionally, like I'm just like, I can't make a road that goes from point A to point B that like looks right. <laughs> or like a highway. And like some of the exhibits in Planet Zoo that I made are definitely like fucked up. Uh-huh. Especially in the, in the campaign. So it's just fine because that's the place to do that. But like, I don't know. I just find like, like City Skylines was like so much for me. Or watching you play um, the tech one. You make software, software Inc. Inc. Mm. I just can't. I can't Talk do it. Spreadsheets turned it, into that video is, games. That is like really. That is like super Talk hard mode. Spreadsheets in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually make Excel in that. Essentially, you make Excel That's in right. that game. You mm-hmm. can make a spreadsheet with a spreadsheet. That's meta. Mm-hmm. Oh, god. But honestly, it's been a while since I've like was playing a game and was like, oh my god, it's three o'clock in the morning. So I mean, for that alone. Sims will get you that way. Uh, You'll turn around and be like, oh, shit. I don't know. Lost time real fast. It's wild Hmm. to me. I hated it, but I love Planet Zoo, so. (laughs) (laughs) I hated it, but I loved it. I also chose a PC game as my too-much-to-play game this year. That's growth. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just a PC game anymore, nor is it just a PC uh, genre anymore. Right. I still prefer to play these types of games on PC. Absolutely. I will not play Humankind, which is this type of game. Right. It's a 4X. It's... Uh, Say it one more time for, for, for us who don't remember. Explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. Colonization. Yes, we get it. We, we, Yay! The hey, joke. you're the joke again. Thank you. <laughs> Anyway, Civilization VI, mm-hmm. not on console. Nope. I won't do that. I mean, anyone who plays a simulation game on a console should be given an award. Because <laughs> that shit don't... There are people playing Humankind on console, and I don't get it. Oof. I'm waiting for the Mac version to actually work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited about it still, but it hasn't happened yet. Civilization VI, anyway... Came out several years ago. There's a ton of DLC that's come out for it. It's basically at the end of its life cycle. The community is expecting an announcement for Civilization Seven soon. Okay. I've talked about Humankind being a very interesting competitor to Civ, mm. just because Civ is ongoing, whereas Planet Zoo is the next iteration of Zoo Tycoon, which is right. no longer being made. Right. So it's a spiritual successor to a game that is currently in development still, like ongoing. And I'm very curious how Civ 7 is going to react to Mm. humankind. But suffice to say, Civ 6 is basically just civilization as we know it and love it. But they went in a very interesting direction with 6 versus 5. 5 had extraordinarily realistic graphics. I mean, For as time. realistic as you can yeah, make yeah. a game board <laughs> look. I mean, <laughs> the, the map is essentially a board game right. brought to life. This game was originally a board game. So, like, instead of 
realistic looking people, all of the people in Civ Six are very cartoonish. If you can conceptualize the difference between The Sims 3 and The Sims 4, where everyone's faces got a little bit rounder, the colors were a little bit brighter, it looked like it belonged on Cartoon Network versus, you know, Second Life or got it. some other more realistic sim. Uh, this was the same deal. And a lot of people were really pissed off at first about what it looked like. They thought that it was like Civ for kids, all this other kind of stuff. I didn't mind because I I didn't mind. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. mind The Sims 4 looking the way that it does (laughs) in comparison to The Sims 3. I now miss all of the features of The Sims 3 versus The Sims 4. But with Civ you didn't lose all that much in terms of functionality and features. Yeah, Mm. they changed how resources work and there's a bunch of different variations on a theme, so to speak. Like, again, it's, it's the sixth version of this thing that's existed for basically my entire life. So it's, it's not reinventing the wheel in any way, but I really think that the wheel to continue that metaphor (laughs) is very polished And now that all the DLC is out, all these extra civilizations are out, you can really play this game ad nauseum. If you chose a different civilization every single time that you played and you chose a different way of winning every time that you played, you very likely could play this game for several years before you had to recycle any content. And because each map is procedurally generated, like you're not ever playing the same game twice. And I find that very appealing. That's part of why I love 4X so much Mm -hmm. because of how repeatable it is. But at the same time, each experience is different. To compare it to Destiny, I'm running the same (laughs) missions over and over again. (laughs) I might be using different weapons. Uh I might be using different subclasses. Mm -hmm. But like the same group of enemies is going to come out of the same door at the same time Mm -hmm. every time. Right. That's not what these 4X games and these sim games are are like. Right. So I appreciate that. I don't appreciate your smirk. I just feel like, why compare it to Destiny? Just for, I know, in terms like, of I know replayability. Why. I know why, but it's just It's like, a different kind of replayability. It's, it's just funny to me, mm-hmm. specifically to me. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Anyway, I, I just, I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish in it before I moved on to other things. Mm -hmm. It's definitely going to be something I keep coming back to Mm -hmm. now that I have it and I have all the expansions and invested in that. Although it wasn't very expensive. Uh, Steam, it goes on sale all the time. I don't know. I just, I, it's nice to know that I have that in my back pocket whenever I don't know what to play. Yeah. And I got some time to kill. Okay. Since there are too many games, that doesn't happen very often. Right. That's very true. I do need you, however, to really illustrate how much you love this game. Please read the last sentence in your outline. (laughs) Contender for one of the games I'd choose to preserve in the event of apocalypse. Wow. I mean, we're kind of living through it. (sighs) Yeah. But it just goes to what I was saying before. (laughs) I could replay this game. Like, I could play this game... Forever. Yes. And not get tired of it. Well, i probably get tired of it, but you know. You know. You know. I know. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. We know. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows. Please tell us what your favorite ongoing game is. 
this category, for those of you who are new around here, is for games that are not new. They didn't come out last year, but we still play them on a regular basis because they're live service in some way. Right. These can be looter shooters or arena shooters or battle royales or racing. Racing, that's right. Uh, I guess Forza would shift over into this category, huh? It could. Yeah. I don't think, I think it's always been in the game of the year category for me. <laughs> uh, and I don't play it ongoing in the same way that I play what my choice for ongoing game is. Which is not a surprise for Which anyone. is not, this is like, I was like looking at this and it's, the least, the least surprising year for you. <laughs> it's the least, but I feel like every year it's the least surprising game that we pick. You know what I mean? Well, you pick it every year. Well, I pick it every year, and then we also talk about it throughout the year. So it's like, <laughs> oh, well, what game is constantly in the fucking show notes? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Apex Legends. That's right. That's right. Look. Y'all know. As X was a legend this year. That was awesome. <laughs> we love representation. <laughs> we have two. We got another black person in there. Pathfinder. (laughs) (laughs) And they're all queer. And they're all queer. Pathfinder is also gay. (laughs) He's also gay. Uh, I love Apex. It is like my, well, it's not like, it definitely is my Fortnite in that I play it socially and I love playing it socially. Either, you know, just with you. Mm -hmm. We make a good team. We win a lot. We do win a lot. It's a good... I love the addition of a constant duos. Yes. Which was this year, right? Uh, Maybe it was last I think it was last year. I think it was last year. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's great. I love it. And then, you know, we have our usual thirds that come in, rotate around. <laughs> That's right. This sounds... <laughs> doesn't uh, sound, it does not sound the way that the I want it to sound, but there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you want out of any relationship, even including Apex Legend friends. Anyway, there has never been a time where I was like, wow, this game is fucking broken. Despite every streamer that streams this game complaining about something being broken at some point. Uh, I don't think anything has ever been like super unbalanced, whether that's a new gun, whether that's a new character. Mm. They they correct the imbalances. I mean, I mean really sometimes quickly. they they do like fuse. It was like one they did a little too much. They had to bring it back, but it's never like egregious. Okay. To me. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. To you. To me. Right. To me. To you. To me. <laughs> and I just always enjoy it. I love the addition of arenas this year. It's been great. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot more stressful. There is definitely a z- bit of a zen mode I can get into when I play on battle royale, even if it's like. The last two teams, it is one versus one. But there's something about arenas that is just, is so much pressure. It's interesting you say that because I agree that Apex allows you to get into like kind of chill vibe mode. Whereas PUBG, I think that my doctor would freak out if they measured my blood pressure while I was playing PUBG. Yeah. It's definitely not like cozy game territory. Like it's still like stressful, but there's just like, I'm like, I know what I'm doing here. (laughs) <laughs> in, <laughs> in the battle royale where arenas is like not the case like I actually I do have to take breaks I get like two work I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I have not played any arenas in the new season like literally two or three games yeah no I mean it's it's fine I mean it, it, it really depends on who you 
get paired up with. Like, if you really get paired with some stinkers or like, mm-hmm. the really, it's not even like bad people. The worst players are the people who are like, this is not a team game. It's time for me to shine. And I'm like, <laughs> no, we, you can't, you can't do that. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. despite that, lots of fun. I fucking love Apex. Uh, I know some people are really about the lore. I don't give a fuck about it. Yeah. The main gameplay is what I'm here for. And it's still solid. It's still great. Bangalore's brother though. I'm just saying he was fine that's all literally I feel like aesthetically like Apex Legends kind of reminds me of that queer season of Are You The One (laughs) 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 right am I wrong everyone is gay everyone is gay that's right what else could you (laughs) ask for from your battle royales come on now Uh, it's great. I love it. Go Apex. In a similarly unsurprising vein. I similar is kind of uh similarly similarly unsurprising. Unsu- no, I think sim- the adverb of similarly is a little gracious here. Gracious. Yes. I this is I didn't, the, I don't everyone think it is every like year. big Nick is gonna pick this game. I don't just think it said it in their heads right Last now. Last year I picked the division. <laughs> yeah, okay. and you were like, "What?" I f- yeah, okay. And I said, "No, the division." Actually, well, that's not the case. For- Beyond Light launched with some problems. That's right, it did. And you, I feel like you said a lot about that. You were like, "Ugh, I wanted this to be Destiny too," but uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they fixed that shit. <laughs> and alas, the past year of Destiny Two, which is of course my ongoing game of the year, <laughs> it, it's it's. Arguably the best it's ever been. Wow. The end You've of been Destiny in it for a 1. While. Yes. I mean, it's seven years this year. <sighs> the end of <laughs> Destiny 1 was one of the best times in Destiny ever. The problem was Destiny 2 was so bad on launch for so long that it kind of soured the end of Destiny 1. And also, naturally, you're in a new game. You didn't get to take all the cool shit that you got at the end of Destiny 1 into Destiny 2. Right. I mean, they're slowly giving back all of the stuff that you already paid for throughout the seasons that they released throughout the year. (laughs) Like, Gallahorn's finally back, which was, like, everyone's favorite gun from the first game. Right. And they're just slow drip bringing things back. A new dungeon based on something in Destiny 1 just came out for the 30th anniversary pack. There is a raid that they're re-releasing this year from Destiny 1 that we're all suspecting is probably King's Fall, given that Witch Queen is the title of the next expansion that's coming out in a few weeks. So I uh, I don't know. I, I can't tell you more than what I say in the show throughout the year. Mm. The narrative is the best it's ever been right now. They're... Building up to their endgame moment, which I fucking hate that now everyone like that is the new like cultural because it's not like team ups are new. Like no. It's just that endgame took so long to get set up and the payoff was so good. They're essentially setting up all of the initial races of destiny to have a good side and a bad side. Mm. And all of the good sides are probably going to team up together to defeat all of the bad sides. There's a good version of the Cabal and a bad version of the Cabal. There's a good version of 
the Fallen and a bad version of the Fallen. There's a good version of the Vex, theoretically, that hasn't happened in the game yet, but the hints are there, and a bad version of the Vex. (laughs) And Witch Queen coming out, I think, is going to be huge because I don't think that Sabathun is going to be a straight-up villain the way that everyone is expecting. I think she's going to be much more of an Agatha Harkness character who's kind of like out for herself but will help you. I don't think she's been lying to us. I think that she has been telling the truth. And we'll fucking see in a few weeks if I'm a fool. Okay. But I just, I I love this game. I love it. I'm really glad that you do because I'm sitting here listening to you talk about it. It's beautiful to watch Black Joy. And also, (sighs) I hate you. I used to remember what half of that stuff meant, but now I hate you so much. Oh my God. Destiny 2 is my felt off award. Let me stop. Wow. <laughs> for me, for me personally. These are my these are personal choices. Wow. No, I, okay. I'm happy for you, you little, hmm. you little Destiny crew. What is your indie game of the year, sir? Indie game of the year, for me, goes to Jackbox Party Pack. This is some fake gamer it, shit. This, this is fake game, gamer shit. And I am going to cheat a little bit because when I say, Jackbox Party Pack. I mean, all of them. You know, like it's a, it's a. I'm, I'm picking the best ones out of each pack. Mm-hmm. Although the eighth one did have some good stuff. Job Job is good. Wheel of Enormous Proportions is very funny, and we always love Drawful. So like, Animate makes it even more. Like it's more Drawful. What do you want? Mm-hmm. I love the Jackbox formula. You know, love a three round game. Jeopardy rules, you know? Last round is like the big one. And it's a lot of fun. It saves me from a lot of not doing anything in Zoom things. Mm-hmm. Or like, mm-hmm. it was like, let's have a happy hour. No, let's play some fucking games so I can showcase how funny I am. And you know what's, what's really f- good is when you, <laughs> when, you play, when you play the game, especially when you're playing like Quiplash or Quiplash 2 or Quiplash third one there's a bunch of quiplashes it'd be the very it'd be the quiet ones that are funny as hell hmm. you'd be like who, who said that that's out of pocket and it's the quiet one in the corner I hmm. love that it's a good moment you know and like look the pandemic is still here yeah COVID is not going away no nor are Zoom things Zoom social things for me why not make them more fun and the Jackbox Party Packs do that. And I had a lot of fun getting to know people through that game and, like, you know, suffering through all this screen time. Makes it a little less miserable. So I'm thrilled for you? For me, I have to give I have to give them I have to give it to Jackbox. Kudos to Jackbox. Hell yeah. Oh, sorry, I have to shout out Madverse City because in the Party Pack 5 that I just learned about. This is how I know I don't have any true gamer friends because no one told me about it. I had to find out from somebody else <laughs> that that existed, and it's really good. I spit hot fire. You know that. Hmm. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> what is your indie game of the year? My indie game of the year is Genesis Noir. Fast car. It came out in March, so it was a long time ago. I almost put Unpacked on the list. I started it, 
many months ago. I just finished it not that long ago, actually. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. There was a surprise collager at the end. We, we love, love that. Oh, yay. Um, yay. But Genesis Noir was an experience. Yes. It's a it's a vibe. I love this game. It's essentially a telling of the beginning of the universe in a game with a setting that is like noir detective. Yeah, it's like a crime. Yes, yeah, like you like he's to... solving a crime. The crime being the creation of the universe, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to explain. <laughs> you should play it. You yeah, it's on like, Game Pass. I think when we when we first were talking about this game, it is impossible to do this game justice through words. Just play it. Yeah, in the way that people love, it takes two for being so many types of platforming games in mm-hmm. one game. Like there are so many ideas that you get to play out in right. that game. This is similar, although not as vast. Yeah. In the sense that each level, you're essentially learning a new mechanic and applying that mechanic. And frankly, I think you're learning a lot. Like, I don't know. I love physics in general. I'm a physics nerd. I watch a lot of YouTube stuff about physics you, things. Like, but he's like planetary space. physics and space and yeah, like the beginning of the James universe. James Webb telescope gang. Death. Weirdo. Gonna see into the... the Beginning the of past, time because it because of space time. That right. makes no sense to mm-hmm. me. Anyway, anyway, it just meant a lot more to me, I guess, because mm. I was recognizing <laughs> all of these terms and I don't know. I just it, it was a really really enjoyable experience, and I I highly recommend it. The art direction, the music, I think this was overlooked. I think it should have been nominated for the Indie Game of the Year at mm-hmm. the Game Awards, especially since they put 12 minutes on there, which you still haven't played, so I still can't talk about. I, I, I know. I'll play, I'll play it. I'll play it. I was really excited about it, and then, like, there was a lot yes. going on. There was a lot of discourse. There was a lot of discourse, which kind of, not turned me off to playing it, but I was just like, there are things that I know I probably will like, so I'll <laughs> just need to rush. play those instead. <laughs> Anyway, if you have access to it via Game Pass, you have no excuse. Definitely play it. I loved it so much. You really did. Okay, so quick sidebar to say to folks, we don't do a top 10 list. We don't do a top 5 list. We make the very difficult decision to narrow our games down to three. Because <laughs> otherwise we'd be here. Because that's six games we got to talk about Yeah, that's already. And if we did anything more than that, like, I, look, I think we're engaging, I think. <laughs> but, like, ain't nobody trying to hear us talk about 10, 20 games. I'm sorry. I can't. A lot can't of Game of the Year today. episodes are, like, two hours long. Not us. And, yeah, not us. E3, yes. But this, no. That said... It's difficult to do. And so I probably will talk about a few other games that I wanted to put on the list. Fair. That's fair. And I encourage you to do the same. With that said, what is your second runner-up for Game of the Year? That was a good buffer Uh space for the hilarity that will ensue because... (laughs) Hilarious? Yeah, it is kind of funny uh, that my second runner-up is Genesis Noir. Because I like it. 
more than you did, apparently. Apparently. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I was like really looking at the stuff that I played this year and I was like, what did I like? And then I was like, why did I like it? And Genesis Noir, like the story is not complicated. I don't think the mechanics are very complicated. It's very like uncomplicated game, but the vibe. Mm. Not in like a facetious, like it's just vibes, dude, but like everything about like the sound, the art direction, like I love how they played with like scale and perspective. The music like is jazz. Like, come on. Like this is it was great. is jazz. Like what what else do you what else would I want out of a game? And you know, it's kind of almost like like Dune for me was like a more fun experience to like watch and like think about than maybe like Matrix Resurrection. Mm-hmm. Because like Dune also had a very uncomplicated story, but the vibe was like perfect. It was a vibe. It was a vibe. And there's nothing wrong when the vibe is so immaculate. <laughs> it's like, what? I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm just sitting here chilling, high as fuck, playing this game. And I'm just like, this is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. You know, the mechanics aren't difficult, but I, I think that, like, you know, playing the game was, like, interesting. It had me, like, doing weird things on the controller specifically. Like, I feel like playing this one actually on a PC might kind of not diminish the experience, but I think it was, like, fun. Yeah. So there was, like, one or two moments where, like, you're, like, doing something and it's really slow. And I'm like, oh, if I just, like, hold the controller in, like, some weird way and do that instead, it gets done more efficiently. Which is just, like, I don't know. It's, like, fun. It's, like, almost like a childlike... Discovery. Curio- yeah, discovery and curiosity to the game that I just really enjoyed that... I don't know. I don't know if, like, if the story was, like, you know, fucking, I don't know, super complicated or, like... I was going to say contrived, like Matrix Resurrection, <laughs> which is, I think, still a fair thing to say. You know, maybe we would have missed out on that. So, like, I'm I'm here for that. It was just, it was, like, escapist in, like, the best possible way. And I loved it. Genesis Noir was absolutely amazing. And also, I think, criminally slept on. I don't know why more people aren't talking about it. Agreed. I think it got a lot of buzz initially when it came out and then it got quickly overshadowed by Narita Boy and then no Mm. one put Narita Boy on their game of the year list at the end of the year anyway which I don't understand that either like for all these people who love platforming shit I thought Narita Boy would come up I didn't play all of it because of the platforming stuff that we (laughs) talked about like this is not the kind of game that I but I watched it and it was really good if I didn't give indie to Genesis Noir or Unpacked then Narita Boy like it was a good year for indies I think Um, another thing that was on Game Pass. All three of them are on Game Pass, actually. My runner-up is shocking to me. Oh, it's not shocking to me. I really like this game. I did really like this game, but I was kind of expecting that I would end up giving it to Back for Blood or Outriders or Knockout City because I put a lot of time into all three of those games. You did. Uh, Especially Knockout City, man. Yeah, I really, like really enjoyed fucking people up with dodgeballs. Like, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? 
those are all excellent games. Yes. And I believe that they're all available on Game Pass, actually. <laughs> so. I, I, this is this is honestly Microsoft's <laughs> big play with this was to just keep us talking about That's Game right. Pass. That's right. And it's just a giant commercial. Like all games media has just become a commercial for Microsoft's Game Pass. <laughs> well, and I hate that. For good reason. Yeah. Anyway, this is also a Game Pass game. I was not expecting this to be so high up for me, but Forza Horizon 5 is my second runner-up. I was just really captured by it. The visuals were so... I think part of this is that I've invested in a home theater setup. (laughs) Not in terms of audio. No. It doesn't count. Yeah, for me, it is not a home theater. Well, visually, I am experiencing some things. (laughs) (laughs) And going through the Mexican countryside in what is essentially photorealism with a controller from my couch is just, it's a breathtaking experience. Mm. It's really wonderful. At first, I was just gorging myself visually. And then I actually kind of got into it. It's not the kind of car game where you have progression that I'm used to, where you kind of start as a shitty racer and you have this shitty circuit and you have to work your way up. You have a Puego or whatever the fuck. That's not what this is. This is basically get whatever you want immediately. Yes. And have a lot of fun. Instant gratification. And once you get into the tuning and all that other kind of stuff, which I started to get into because it was actually a lot easier to do than I was expecting. I don't do it the way that Cedric does it. I'm not min-maxing my car. <laughs> no, I... Uh... But like having a variety of vehicles for a variety of different races and stuff. Oh, shit. I just... Fell in love with it. I had a lot of fun with it. I Every time that I've got some downtime, even if it's like just 15 minutes between waiting for people to do things, it's so fast to boot up and it's so fun to do. Plus, the missions are just solid missions. Like the, the long races that they put into the game that are narrated and take you through different parts of the countryside and stuff. I don't know. I just think it's a very well put together game. Mm-hmm. I think that it kind of got snubbed at the game awards. I don't know. I just, it was fun. It, it's the definition of a social game for me in many yeah. ways. And more than those other titles that I talked about, I think the level of polish on it is just fantastic. I know that you will end up talking more how do we know? <laughs> we don't know that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I'll stop there. But <laughs> suffice to say, Forza Horizon 5 really surprised me. And I'm I'm excited about continuing to play it. Vroom, vroom. We'll have to get you a wheel, too. You can take uh, when you should take mine. And then I'll get a more uh, expensive one. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. It's fucking fun. Anyway. What is your first runner-up? First runner-up. I don't know. Is this surprising? Is this a, is this a surprising choice? Uh, maybe for everyone but me. I, I think I'm the only one that knows that you've played this. That's right. Because 
I had to crash it a little bit. <laughs> you know, crunch is also about the players that have Fuck to make off. their. No, I'm absolutely <laughs> kidding. Oh my god, that was that was gross. Uh, my first runner-up is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, and <laughs> I actually wasn't sure which order I was going to put the games in when I was thinking about the top three. And you know what sealed it for me is when you said this is Marvel's Mass Effect. And I was like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nowhere. It's, like, not as expansive or, like, open. It's not open world, really, at all. Uh, Neither is Mass Effect. Yeah. Well, mm, eh. It's, it's, a little, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little loose. A little loose. A little loosey-goosey. Uh, and I was like, yeah. I think it really scratched that itch that I wanted Andromeda to do. But it... Never did. Mm. Um, Poor Andromeda. But that being said, comparison to Mass Effect aside, I think it's a great game. Uh, the story is really great. Please get these comic writers more jobs because Lord knows they probably ain't making enough writing the damn comics. But that's a discussion for a different day. Have them write the games because this was like great. I thought the characterization of these Guardians were actually like really good. And it... It can't be understated. It can't be understated because, like, and I think I've made the joke here that, like, if you go back and watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy, like, everyone is just, like, yelling at each other for 75% of the movie. Oh, I still liked it. It's still really good. But I don't, it's just, like, a little bit more nuance here, which I hate. Yeah. There's, like, the word of 2021's nuance. And, like, I hate <laughs> using it here. But Also, condensing... This twenty-hour well, yeah. experience into a two-hour movie, right, is like a totally different difficult. ball game. Yeah, but you know, and these are like characters that I've known for a while. I didn't like read really any Guardians. I've only really known them through TV. But this was like a really nice way to spend time with these characters. Yeah, uh, and it was just really well done. The gunplay for me left a little bit to be desired. It wasn't yeah. as good as Mass Effect, but. The team system, where you have four other people to worry about, actually worked really, really well. And, like, I still have a lot of fun with the combat. It's just, it's, it's great. They they did what they had to do. I think in many ways, you're meant to not really be shooting all that much as yourself. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in my playthrough, <laughs> I did not play very aggressively as Peter Quill, but I did extensively <laughs> utilize my teammates. Perhaps as a surprise, perhaps not. I was a seesaw on what I was going to do. When I got to the end of both games, I had very different reactions. Mm. And I was expecting that my very positive reaction with Guardians was going to maybe carry it all the way. Mm -hmm. But in fact... I am giving it my first runner-up. So we have the same wow, first runner-up. Look at that. I literally decided this an hour ago. Wow. I hate that. Well, I saw it was empty on the outline and I was like, hmm, I've been what is he gonna pick? Going to war with myself. Well, what was the other what was the other pick here? Potentially. Well, I have to I guess I have to say. Yeah. Deathloop is ah. my game of the that ending really fucked you up, huh? The, listen, everyone has been talking about that ending. They're like, mm, "This was fun up until the ending." We'll we'll get to it because I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that they are hashtag wrong. 
Okay. okay. <laughs> I've thought about it a lot, and I think that they're wrong. Okay. What I want to say about Guardians really has been said already. We've plugged You're it welcome. twice at this point, but I was on a podcast where we did a spoiler cast for the game. <laughs> we talked about it extensively from beginning to end. We spoiled the shit out of it. We'll link it again. I've really said it all. However, however, I do just want to underline that I think this game was meant to be a single solitary experience. Mm -hmm. There was not really any mystery for me to come back to it Mm -hmm. because when you finish the narrative, you finish the narrative. Yeah. I got almost all the collectibles on my first run through. Like I didn't plat the game, but only because there's a few things that I missed, I could probably go back and get everything in like an hour or two. I don't really have a desire to do that. Not because the game isn't worth revisiting, but because if I'm going to revisit it, I just want to play it over again from beginning to end. I am starting to not think of replayability as like a big criteria for like these types of things anymore. That's the thing. It's I'm not trying to hone in on the replayability of the game. Mm. I think it speaks to the level of imagination that Deathloop forces you to have and forces you to utilize when interacting with its world Mm -hmm. in a way that I was being presented a straightforward narrative in Guardians. And I loved it. And it was wonderful. And it very well (laughs) could have been my game of the year. It's just that I can't stop thinking about Deathloop. (laughs) And even though I finished it and I actually don't think I'm going to go back to it, there's plenty of things that I didn't do. Right. And I could go back and do them. Right. And that for me is really what pushed it over the edge. I have a lot more to say about Deathloop. And so I kind of want to hear from you first about what your game of the year is. But knowing what it is, I think uh, that Guardians is really the podcast's game of the year. Because <laughs> yeah, it got the highest to... <laughs> place on both, both lists. lists. Look at that. So in a way, we're all oh. winners. <laughs> Congratulations to <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. What is your game of the year? My game of the year, to the surprise of absolutely no one. No one. No one. Is. Why are you hesitating? I, I'm trying to do the Maury thing where it's like, you are not no, we the don't father. No. <laughs> That's the whole thing. We don't we, know. We don't know. But it's like, it's Schrodinger's game of the year. <laughs> it's not. Is it, what is it? I think it would actually help solve particle <laughs> physics if you just say it, right? <laughs> Forza Horizon Five. Who shocked nobody? No but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't want this, even though I alluded to it already earlier, that just because a Forza game comes out, that it's going to be <laughs> on my year list. Uh-huh. That does play a big factor. Hmm. It does. But here's the thing. This game has so much going for it. First, it really improved on a lot of the systems that 4 sets up. The 
little side uh, mission storylines are just a lot more cohesive. They're a lot better. They're a lot easier to navigate than for just navigating throughout the world and racing and all that. It's just better. Uh-huh. It is so much better. Even though I love four, like I didn't know it could be better. And it got better. I've heard that so frequently from so many different people. Like, we cannot explain why five is so much better, it just but it is. is. It just is. The map is amazing. I love all the playground games. I love the new ones. I love the fact that it just took out all the fluff, I think, from four. And like what you were saying earlier about just like being able to do whatever you want right from the jump. I think that's what drew a lot of people in. I think that's what makes it fun. It's like you don't have to do a whole bunch of bullshit to get cars that you want. Yeah. You just, you just need to earn just, money, which you can get from doing anything. Literally doing Driving anything. well gets you rewards. Driving poorly. Driving poorly <laughs> gets you rewards. Driving recklessly. <laughs> <laughs> any driving and then you just put any type of adjective or adverb after it and... You get points. I bet you probably get points even just for not crashing for a while. Yeah. Like even That's if a clean racing. Do, okay, there That's you go. Clean, I get that all the time because I'm a clean racer. Oh. I know you probably don't see that. No, very I easy. think that bumper but, cars is the most effective yeah, 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 to play the game. Teach their own. <laughs> That's the fun part about Forza. You can play it however, which way you want. Um, and for this one, I really also appreciate how you could definitely see like the Fortune Island expansion from... Four, like those mechanics coming into five in like a really interesting way and just like being in the main shit now. And like, I, I just think the main map is just so much more dynamic than the last one, so much more interesting than the last game. So it's like, what else? What else could you, could, what else could you ask for? Hmm. What else could you ask five? That didn't, it doesn't, it didn't work. It didn't work that well, but you know, whatever. And I will also say, that uh, I think it's ridiculous that this did not win a lot of Game of the Year awards because of how accessible it is. Mm-hmm. It's like damn near one of the most accessible games, I think, honestly, to come out during the year, if not in quite a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like different... Someone say ever. Someone say ever. Uh, I did write that in my notes, but I didn't want to speak in too much hyperbole. But no, I think it still might have literally. Oh, great! Like, so then I what, might. What is that association? Every time I join forget. the chorus. Join the chorus? No, I'm saying I might join that chorus. Oh, I see. Is it? Can I play that? <laughs> yes. Can I play that? Oh, really? Is it ever? Yes. They give it a nine out of ten for accessibility. No. Mm-hmm. Look at the show notes. Well, obscure it so there's no spoilers. Uh, but yeah, even there's like <laughs> for, for <laughs> exactly that's not that's the least spoilery thing about this episode. Uh, and then there's also, I didn't know this, but there's a couple different modes. Like, there's a tourist mode that you could put on. So, basically, that means, like, if you're driving and you miss a checkpoint, then the AI will slow down so you can catch back up to it. Huh. Which I think is pretty neat. I think it's all, I think it's only offline. And then there was another offline where you can actually change the speed of the game so you can, like, process things easier. That's awesome. Um, which is also offline. Like, you can't, unfortunately, do it online. Things only go up so far. But I think, the game made a lot of strides in accessibility in ways that I don't think other franchises do. Like, it very much seems to me like they were like, all right, this is what people were saying. Let's 
make it better. Yeah. Um, and I hope that they continue to push in that arena because when more people get to play games, I think it makes a better game. I know I've said this before, but like, isn't that the whole point? You know, if <laughs> getting the most people to play a game and the most amount of people that can play this game because of its accessibility features also say it's really fucking good. Game of the year. Jimmy? That's beautiful. It is. As it's been revealed, my game of the year is Deathloop. Um, wow. It was an agonizing decision. I'm going to try to do this in a way where there are no story spoilers. Okay. So you can safely listen to this if you haven't finished the game yet. If you have finished the game, I hope you can understand what I'm inferring. The ending, I think, for a lot of people is really what ultimately turned them off from the entire experience. And I have to say, my first ending, mm. not realizing that there were multiple endings because of how locked in to the story I was, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is the only option. This is the only safe thing to do. And it was the worst thing that I could have done. So I got the quote-unquote worst ending. Oh. And I was just like, fuck. I'm upset. <laughs> no. this Is this how this game ends? And I looked up like, what the fuck is up with this ending? And I saw multiple endings. I okay. then investigated and realized oh, I need to do this instead. I accomplished that, got a better... Oh, so you got a shit ending just because of how you played it. Yes. Which is interesting. Well, not I because see... of how you played it. Well, because of the decisions that you made, but it's... I one could... decision. One decision. Yes. Hmm. Now I have to play this, because I could see how someone might find that very frustrating, because the game doesn't really give you a roadmap. Mm. To, to what I to my understanding you know you have the eight people you have to kill and you get the clues as you go through the loops but you ultimately have to decide what route quote unquote you're going to take to do it in there are not multiple routes and okay. I think that that is one of the big things that some of the detractors have pointed out as being problematic mm-hmm. here's the thing Part of why I found this to be an agonizing decision is because I was grappling with the idea of playing the game that I thought I was going to play Mm -hmm. versus playing the game that I was playing. Mm. And I was like, how do I explain this in such a way that I can convey why some of these quote-unquote issues didn't bother me? Mm -hmm. And... I'll preface all this by saying I shouldn't have to. I enjoyed all of the gameplay in Deathloop. Clearly, it's the game of the year. I I really loved playing this game <laughs> and didn't think of the things that people kind of knock it for mm-hmm. as even being bad. It was just what the game was. So one of the things is the enemy types don't really change. There's one enemy type throughout the game. Well, first of all, I really disagree with that. The whole thing is about you trying to kill eight different people and you're looping in time the same day. So you're learning information about where these people are and what they're doing and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. while you're playing the game. Why would the enemies evolve? They're (laughs) experiencing the same day over and over again. Like, that's kind kind of the the point point of the game. 
A. B, the eight people that you have to kill, unless you do it in a stealthy way, their whole deal is that they have these special power-up abilities that make them very unique to fight. They're all like mini boss fights in and of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the experience of the game is that you do kill them in quote-unquote the wrong way. You have to in order to learn information about where you can group all these people together. Because ultimately what you're trying to do is figure out a way to get through the entire day by killing these eight folks. And there's only four parts of the day. There's morning, there's noon, there's afternoon, and there's evening. There's only four locations on the island. So there's a maximum number of times and locations that you can be at any given time. Right. And clearly you have to move people around like you're playing chess <laughs> in order to mm -hmm. uh, get folks in the right position. I understand why some folks expected that they would be able to go about this day in multiple ways, like manipulate things in such a way that you could kill them in a different order at different times or whatever. But I think part of the narrative structure of the game is what requires you to do it in that one linear way. Mm -hmm. And also it didn't bother me because I didn't know that going in. So the whole time when I was playing it, it was just my experience. And I felt like I had found this really cool way to do this. Mm -hmm. Knowing after the fact that there was only one way does not bother me. Right. It doesn't take away from the fun experience that I had. Right. Like, there's only one way to put together a puzzle, essentially. Yeah, I, and, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah. You know, that's a bit of a crass. <laughs> You're uh, smoothing the edges a lot, <laughs> sending them down quite a bit. Just but a little bit. Ultimately, I, I just, I think it was so well done. The voice acting was so well done. And it wasn't just one or two characters were standout or had a few scenes that were really good. Throughout, you are in constant dialogue with one other character, and it is just a phenomenal... They did a phenomenal job. It's mm. great writing. It's great acting. It's great scripting. Um, I also really appreciated that there's a bunch of mysteries on the island that are not directly related to what you're doing in terms of trying to break the loop. And so there's reasons to come back. Like I was saying earlier, there are threads that you can pull on that you might find more interesting than the main storyline, in which case you can spend time working on those things. And that level of flexibility and freedom, I loved. I get why some people might be disappointed <laughs> that there wasn't more of that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It, it didn't bother me at all. I, I just... I guess I fundamentally disagree with the haters. I'm not, <laughs> I shouldn't say haters. <laughs> some of them are legitimate <laughs> concerns. I, I just, I, I've seen some people say it's an overrated game. Wow. And I, I just really fundamentally disagree. It was a fantastic experience. It's one of those games that I wish I could play it with fresh eyes. Mm. It's one of those things where like, if I could just erase the memory of it from my head and experience it for the first time all over again. And there aren't very many games that I can say that about. Hmm. The top two this year were both <laughs> in that category for me. But Deathloop, I don't know. There's just something about it. It was just so fun. The guns were fun. The abilities were fun. 
And maybe it's because I didn't play Dishonored and haven't played a bunch of other arcane games, but like it, it was what it was for me. And what it was, was fucking game of the year. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. All right. Okay. Well, we have one more thing that we want to do every year. We do kind of like a rotating category. (laughs) What was it last year? Game of the pandemic, I think. (laughs) 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 Right. How little we knew. Oh, to be fair to myself, I didn't expect this to go away because Americans are selfish and stupid. Wow. That's another discussion for another day. But the discussion we can have now for this year Uh to look forward. Yes, we're looking forward. More COVID. What is your most anticipated game for 2022? And I did put a restriction on this. It couldn't be something that's coming out in like February because there are so many games. Oh, that's so funny. That are coming out in February. You should have told me the restriction before. Well, I saw what you put. And so I was like, I don't need to say. Well, I was going to put something else. In in which case I would have told you that you need to not. So here's the thing. My most anticipated game Uh was almost Sifu. Yes. Which you'll be playing in like three weeks. Right. And so uh, that's funny that there's a window here, but I actually didn't end up picking it for a different reason because I didn't know your dumb arbitrary rule. Uh, I'm giving it to Suicide Squad, Kills the Justice League, uh, and that's mainly because Rocksteady's going to make it, so I know it's going to be good. Deborah Wilson is going to yell obscenities Mm -hmm. at me. Yes. Which is great. I wish Sabathun would curse. (laughs) I want her to cuss me out. Wow. I'm so sorry. You'll be okay over there. God, uh, I'm really excited to play a superhero game that doesn't suck. That's also has co-op, and it's gonna have four-player co-op. And yeah. I can't wait to just be Harley Quinn basically the whole time because I have to be Harley Quinn. Yeah, or maybe maybe King Shark too. Anywho, I'm really excited for it. I think DC gaming is gonna have a renaissance. I think this is what's gonna kick it off. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be a good time to be a DC fan. I think they're gonna have their reckoning with these games. And so I'm gonna give it to Suicide Squad, Kills the Justice League, because like, come, that's even a great concept. Like, fuck yeah, you know, like, yeah. I love your optimism. Thank you. Not that I don't think this is gonna be a great game, but (laughs) the idea of it initiating a a DC game renaissance. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's adorable. <laughs> the problem is that WB makes video games. <laughs> if Marvel had an in-house video game studio, I don't know what the quality of their stuff would be. I mean, they should just give it to Insomniac at this point, but... I mean, they basically have. Um <clears throat> I think it's interesting that you pick something that has a high likelihood of getting delayed into 2023. Because <laughs> I also pick something that has a high likelihood of getting delayed into 2023. I feel confident that they're going to stick the landing here. I refused to pick something before February. Because, like... That, it, that, it's actually it's a good Horizon rule. It makes sense. and Witch Queen are, are actually my most anticipated games. And they're already... They're essentially already out. Yeah, they're, 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 they're basically they're here. here. 
So, so but yeah, that's fair. That's a fair. It's a fair rule. I'm glad that I you said chose that. Ragnarok. Oh, which also, like I said, is very likely to get delayed in 2023. Um, I'm still surprised it's not going to be a trilogy. And I still want to know what the fuck is going to happen. Thor is going to be fun to fight against. It's just going to be, I don't know, it's going to be great. If it if it's as good as the first one, it's going to be one of the best games ever. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Kendrick album. Like, it's not going to miss. Right. Like, when Kendrick comes out with an album, you know you're going to have a good time. It might not be your favorite Kendrick album. But, like, you're going to enjoy the hell out of that Kendrick album. It's going to be certified classic. Yeah, absolutely. Is damn classic status? I think it is. Of course it is. Okay, great. Who made it? Kendrick Lamar. Thank you. Kung Fu motherfucking Kenny. That's who made it. You're right. I don't even know why I questioned that That was a dumb question. Embarrassed. Embarrassing. You you should be embarrassed. Someone should cancel me. Listen, I try every day. (laughs) (laughs) Um... (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> they're at this flat hmm. I don't I don't know sorry <laughs> let's let's not it's very oddly shaped though anyway I um I'm looking forward to it I thought about picking Starfield but I have to oh, say no. I don't know if I'm gonna like it I don't look but there's a be missing a little too much I know you had your fun with Deathloop but for me that's not enough no I agree so I mean, I'll, I'll play it, and it'll be on Game Pass. This episode was apparently sponsored by Microsoft. It'll it'll be on Game Pass. I will play it. I will probably play it's it not day one out this year, though. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, anything that is coming out after September <laughs> to me <laughs> is in <laughs> is coming out early twenty twenty three. That's in delayed territory. <laughs> like we're talking February oh, to May twenty twenty three. That's funny. So we'll see. We'll see. Anywho, we appreciate you sticking in there with us if you've made it to the end here. I think it's going to be a great year for games. If there are surprise announcements and gems like Guardians of the Galaxy, which we only knew about for what, like a few weeks before it came out? A few, like uh, two or three months? Yeah, I would say a few, like a month or two. I, I don't know. Who, who? What do they got cooking up? How many other Marvel IPs are just like being ready to deploy? Who knows? I don't know. What would I? What's the next Marvel game that I want to see? That you want to see that hasn't been announced? Yeah, like what's it, theoretical next Marvel game? Would it be cool? I want an X Men game. They're already making Spider Man. They're making Wolverine. We got Guardians of the Galaxy. Give me X Men. I can see it. That's what I want. I can see it. I don't think a Black Panther game would work. No, because the whole time I'd be like, where's Chadwick? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'd be like, mm, no. I don't know. I didn't miss any of the voice actors from the MCU for the... For- Chadwick is different. Give me a T'Challa Star Lord game, actually. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> That's asking for a lot. All right. Well, I think that was a show. I do, too. Appreciate you all. Excited that you made it to 2022. We will have a great year in video games, at least. 
if nothing else, we will have a great year in video games. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you to our patrons. As always, Abner, Emma, Enya, Sarah, Cody, Nerdy, Shuli, Aime, and Mike. Good. It's a good meaty list. It's a fantastic list. Meaty list. Thank you all so much. And for the rest of you, please rate, review, and subscribe on your platform of choice. Absolutely, absolutely. Tell a gamer friend. Tell two gamer friends. Tell all of your gamer friends. And see us back here in two weeks. We have a special guest planned. Having a special conversation about the Matrix. Is it a wait, but that's not that's not a game. Well, it's a movie about a game about a movie that is now a game in the mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. All those things are true. <sighs> My mind is mush. Deuces. Bye.